0: Listening to the Mr. Cemetery Show, the podcast that's dedicated to the dark corners of the world. From weird news to historical oddities and the unexplained mysteries, here's your host, Mr. Cemetery. Hello, you sick, twisted freaks. We're back. I know, I know, I know. It's been a while. I'm sorry but we're back now. We're all good, alright? We have new stories, we have new stuff playing out this season. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss no weird stuff. So go do it, clicky. Clickety-click. Click-click-click. Got it? Alright, so if you are new here to the show, my name is Josh. I go by Mr. Cemetery. You can follow me on all the socials. We post weird facts, dead of the day, and all kinds of weird stuff. So hit me up at Mr. Cemetery. I'd also like to welcome to the show my new co-host, she goes by one spooky pookie over on the Instagram and the YouTube. Welcome to the
1: show, Krista. Thanks, great to be here.
0: We've both been in the cemeteries, ghosts, Halloween, deaths, supernatural, horror movies, aliens, you name it, if it's gross, we both love it. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. All the weird stuff that we both love. Some stories you may have heard of, and some stories you may have not. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like we are, welcome. So let's jump right into the first segment where we talk about some weird ass news. first
1: up to you your show yo
0: i'll go first what the hell so my first story comes from the mirror.uk.com and it comes from march of this year the headline reads grandma spots demon standing over grandchild's bed after tot told it to go away a grandmother says she captured a demon figure standing over a grandchild's bed just days after the tot was heard talking to something in the middle of the night. Troy McKenzie set up a motion-activated camera in the children's bedroom at her son Ryan's house after he reported his two-year-old daughter Amber had been heard pleading go away after she went to bed. The 41-year-old checked the footage from the room after a few days, and she was found the terrifying image of a figure standing inches away from Amber and seven-month-old brother Michael with horns on its head and long claws. The grandmother said she attempted to rid the home of evil presence by burning oils, but when she did, cabinets and curtains opened and closed and music began to play by itself. The mum of five shared images on Facebook for advice and hit back at those who claimed that the image was fake, arguing she didn't now have the technical ability to alter photos. Other users responded to agree that the figure in the image looked demonic and warned her to get out of the house. The family says they previously recorded orbs flying around the children's bedroom, but the latest happening has seen Ryan move his kids into his room instead. Troy from Las Vegas, Nevada said, I was so shocked when I saw it. I had to do a double take. The first thing I saw was horns on its head, so I immediately think it's a devil or a demon. When we caught videos of the orbs, we thought it was a family member looking after the kids, but after this picture, I have no idea. It's terrifying. I showed the kids and my 13-year-old son was scared by it. I ran over to the house and showed my eldest son. We were just in shock and he couldn't explain it either. Everybody was asleep so I couldn't have been my son or his partner. We have still shots of him there and it looks nothing like that. So I know it's something supernatural. Ryan has moved the kids out of their room and into his room. Nothing bad has happened to them yet. But it's the fact that it could. The two-year-old isn't scared of the figure and he thinks it's his friend. But one night she told him to go away. Troy said she is surprised that there be such a dark presence in the home, as the property is about 20 years old. She took to Facebook to plead for help, claiming that the figure started out talking to her two-year-old, keeps her up every night, usually laughing and talking, until one night we heard her telling her to go away. The post was shared on a paranormal activity group, and one member responded to it, saying, I see this all the time. Whenever there's a new baby in the house, the deceased family member pops in to say hi to the new baby. This is photographic proof of a deceased grandparent stopping in for a visit. A second person wrote, Dear God, it appears to have horns and knife fingers. Creepy AF. A third person advised, That's what it wants. It could be a lost soul. And another person added, Very easy solution here. A tank of gasoline and a lighter and burn the house down. Just move on. All right. What do you think of these pictures?
1: Well, they look pretty fake to me.
0: They look extremely (laughs) fake.
1: Yeah, they're Looks like he's wearing pajamas or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> it looks like a costume.
0: It looks like... Uh, uh, yeah, definitely in pajamas. Definitely looks like a Halloween mask and Freddy fingers.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I uh, I just... I think someone's playing a joke on this lady. Just a mess with her. I mean, I would if it was my mom.
1: I would hazard a guess. I know he's in a completely different position. But this last picture of the sun, I'm assuming that's who that is. Yeah,
0: that was supposedly so they could uh, show you that they're different. I don't know what he's doing here.
1: Yeah, it's a weird position. I don't know what he, but it does look like he's about the same build, probably the same height if he were to stand up.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what he's doing. He looks (laughs) like he's fallen. Help, I've fallen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of weird. If you're gonna take a video, show the whole video, not just two stills, and please stand up and be I in the same position.
1: The first two pictures, if you look at the window, it appears to be at night.
0: Yeah, it says. And the other that, ones
1: during the day. It says it's. Well, that, they are time stamped, not yeah.
0: they? So. Almost three a.m. and one's two days later. I want to see the video, not, yeah. not just these two random pictures. It's I weird. call bullshit. Well, that's the story I have for today from the Weird News. I'll turn it over to you, Krista, if you got something.
1: Oh, yeah, I found a Weird News story. Um, just happened upon it looking for my haunted story. Uh, I've got a preserved child found in a glass coffin under a San Francisco home. In May of 2016, a contractor dug up a small metal coffin that included two viewing windows in a backyard belonging to San Francisco residents John and Erica Carner. The glass and metal casket was so tightly sealed that it perfectly preserved a two-year-old girl for over 140 years. She had long blonde hair and wore a long white lace dress. She also had a cross made of flowers on her chest. The medical examiner was notified upon finding the casket, and after opening the casket, it was determined that further disposition of the casket and the young girl inside was the responsibility of the corners That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you dig up body in your backyard and yeah
0: was, was she like was it a solid glass case or metal it, case it
1: was metal with uh well i guess, some, it,
0: I guess you should say it was metal
1: yeah metal and it had some glass viewing
0: windows yeah little windows those, little areas like some snow white yeah that's it looks
1: yeah just like some snow white stuff mm. um and a perfectly preserved little girl inside
0: yeah that's that's creepy
1: mm-hmm. The Carners then got in touch with genealogist Elissa Davey, founder of the Garden of Innocence, who then accepted custody of the young girl. Davey arranged for a new casket to be built into which the original coffin was placed and then had the girl reburied at the Green Lawn Memorial Park in Colma, California, June 4, 2016. Services were attended by about 140 people. Determined to discover the identity of the girl, Davy did extensive research using DNA from her hair along with historical maps and records. And for all her efforts, Davy was able to uncover the girl's identity and even track down a living relative. As it turns out, the girl's name was Edith Howard Cook, daughter of Horatio and Edith Scoffey Cook. She died on October 13, 1876 from marismus, a term used in the 1800s for severe malnourishment a condition which could have been caused by any number of things, not fully understood at the time, such as infectious diseases. Edith was originally buried at San Francisco's Fellows Cemetery before the interred were exhumed in the early 1930s and transferred to the Greenlawn Cemetery in Coma, California to make way for new residential neighborhoods. It is unknown why Edith was left behind.
0: Such a tragic story.
1: Yeah. Got no idea why she was left behind, but... I wonder if that makes you wonder if there's more left. New neighbors need to check their yards or something.
0: I mean, if I was a neighbor, I would definitely want my yard checked. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it happens a lot. I wonder if she had a headstone or maybe something that they just overlooked.
1: I don't know. I bought a two-year-old girl who's a small coffin. Maybe that's why it got missed. But.
0: Yeah, it could have been someone just not wanting to do their job that day. Uh,
1: it could have been that too. We were maybe in a rush. I'm sure there was a deadline. Got to get it done now.
0: No one's going to miss it. That's it's very sad. Oh, bull crap. People piss me off. What are you going to
1: do? Mm, like poltergeist.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: <laughs> just I've like that movie. It, it didn't it. end well.
0: It did not end well. I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's turn over to some commercials, and we'll head back over and finish up our last segment.
1: Too scared to sleep? Then get some coffee. Check out our haunting friends over at Sinister Coffee and Creamery. They have the perfect coffee to help you stay awake. Whether you're looking for whole beans, ground, or organic coffee pods, Sinister Coffee and Creamery has you covered. Their beans are prepared in small batches to ensure a gourmet roast that will have you screaming for more. Check them out at SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com and use our special discount code... Cemetery10 to save 10% off your order. Again, that's SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com. Use discount code Cemetery10 to save 10% off your order.
0: I wouldn't be Mr. Cemetery if I didn't do a cemetery story. So, this is the Woodlawn Cemetery Circus Train Tragedy. On June 22nd, 1918, at approximately 4 a.m. in the morning, veteran train driver Alonzo Sargent fell asleep at the helm of his 21-car locomotive and crashed into the temporary stop Elden Brack Wallace Circus Train carrying 400 performers. The hunting accident happened just outside Hammond, Indiana. The colliding train was moving nearly 40 miles per hour and the collision decimated three rear cars carrying many other performers. The train had over 400 passengers who worked for the circus. Many perished on impact and many more after the roaring fire broke out from the train's kerosene lamps. 86 men, women, and children are said to have died in this tragedy with 127 reportedly injured. The disaster did not discriminate taking the lives of showmen, including clowns, trapeze artists, lion's tamers, the strongmen, roustabouts and many more from all walks of life. The total body count is close, but not exact because of poor employee records, and many of the bodies were burned from ashes from the inferno, but there were no animals harmed in this tragedy. Days later, 53 of the recovered bodies were buried in a mass grave plot on the outskirts of Chicago in a patch of cemetery land purchased by the Showman's League of America only five bodies were ever officially identified and given a proper burial. The mass grave markers had no specific headstones instead of using markers such as unknown male number 39 or circus names such as Baldy or even Smiley or even circus jobs such as four horse driver or five stone elephants that were erected in honor of the fallen circus workers. Since then, more circus performers have been buried at showman's rest and the section of Woodlawn Cemetery has grown to 750 plots. Still, no animals have been buried at the cemetery. Forest Park Cemetery is only one of four showman's rest cemeteries in the United States. The other cemeteries are Southern Memorial Park in Miami, Florida, another Woodlawn Cemetery in Tampa, Florida, and Mount Olive Cemetery in Hugo, Oklahoma. The showman's rest cemetery is one of the more uniquely haunted cemeteries in the United States, even more considering the tragedy that befell the victims of this mass grave. Among the disturbances is the sound of elephants crying in the distance, even though there are no elephants buried on sight. An Oak Park police officer once reported that the actual ground beneath him was vibrating as if an elephant were physically trampling past him. There is no official documentation by the cemetery employees as to when the paranormal activity first began at showman's rest. Laughter and circus music are also heard at odd hours of the night. Due to the otherworldly sounds, EVP sessions have been conducted by paranormal groups over the years. While nothing sinister has ever turned up on the EVPs, and unusual circumstances of electronic equipment being jammed and drained battery life is said to happen quite frequently. Could you imagine doing an EVP session there and all of a
1: sudden.
0: (laughs) That would be freaking awesome!
1: Be amazing. (laughs) Right?
0: Like, I want to go there and do this. It's the only time I ever want to go to Chicago.
1: I wonder who's going to the cemetery at night to even hear these. Like I would. That's report. Well, yeah, I would, but you're not even really, really supposed to be allowed in the cemetery at night. But
0: mm-hmm. does, it, does it stop people? No. No.
1: <laughs> I can't say that I've never been. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> Back in the day.
0: We're all weirdos. We're going to do it at least once. I mean, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would if there's freaking reports of clown music. Oh, yeah. I mean...
1: That'd
0: be awesome.
1: (laughs) Hey, kids. You think they'd give out cotton candy?
0: They better give out some cotton candy.
1: I like cotton candy. Candy. I like cotton candy, too. It's yummy (laughs) for my belly. Give me cotton candy.
0: Yeah, it's bad, but...
1: Would you take cotton candy from a ghost?
0: Would I take cotton candy from a ghost? Yes.
1: I would, too. Yes.
0: (laughs) I would have
1: to. I'd be like the kid that goes down the storm drain after the bread balloon.
0: Right? <laughs> it's a clown. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I like clowns. I like creepy. <laughs> creepy clown give, them, give me cotton okay. candy. <laughs> yes. I would. I like killer clowns from outer space. That was an awesome movie.
1: <gasps> that really was.
0: All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, I, I trust, Classic. I trust evil clowns. I know what they're going to do. Kill me. Yes. Yeah, but it- it's cotton candy. I'm fat. You
1: gotta check it out. Like, you know this is a bad idea, but...
0: yeah, I'm fat. Someone give me candy. I'm following them. They're my friend. (laughs) Showman's Rest in Chicago is also known as the Clown Cemetery for the clowns who have been buried there. Clowns from the 1918 train disaster and more have been buried at Showman's Rest over the years. During the 1918 Hammond train wreck, Big Joe Coyle, a circus clown, lost both his wife and the children who were trapped inside the Inferno. He could not get to them. Although he tried to reach them, he was pulled back from the flames by his comrades. All he could do was watch and scream in horror as they perished. Coyle would go on to manage a show called George White's Scandals where the famous Three Stooges would begin their career. Big Joe Coyle worked as a circus clown until 1950. Although he was very sad and he had a very hard life, he died 42 years after the tragedy in 1960. His final resting place is unknown. Each year, men, women, and children who work in the circuses and carnivals come to showman's rest to pay their respects to disaster and many of their fallen comrades that have perished over the years. This is typically called Runaround Clown Week, which has given the showman's rest at Woodlawn Cemetery the nickname of the Clown Cemetery. This is not to be confused with the Clown Motel in Nevada, which rests next to a cemetery itself. A few myths have come out over the years. People have said that elephants were buried at showman's rest, and that several perished attempting to save lives during a disaster. A Woodlawn Cemetery representative confirmed that there are no animals at the cemetery and they are not allowed to bury animals on the premises. The representative did mention that many get confused because of the cemetery's proximity to a nearby zoo. In all regards, if ghosts do exist, there are many reasons why they would be haunting showman's rest. The show must go on. So I did do some research, and the nearby zoo is around 1.6 miles away, about four minutes away. Oh. so not
1: far, then. It's
0: not very far, so you could hear elephants in the distance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would be possible.
0: It would be possible. It's also pretty close to a major highway, so I'm sure the ground does shake from semis and right. traffic. And where is this? This okay. is outside Chicago, a little bit.
1: Oh. I was going to say maybe earthquakes but not too many earthquakes in no. Chicago who are there. <laughs> no. Yes, highways would shake the ground though. You got especially when you got a lot of big trucks and heavy traffic.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can debunk those pretty well. I mean, nearby zoo, stuff in the distance. But the clown music gets me. I I can't figure that one out.
1: Yeah, that's a mystery. Um, the-
0: or they have that. The smart ass kid nearby plays circus music for the fun of it and <laughs> laughing his ass off. I could do that. I can see that. I, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Damn kids.
1: Okay, my next story is a possessed doll that is not Annabelle. This doll goes by the name Robert. Robert is a creepy looking 117 year old careworn doll that is said to be haunted. Locked in a glass case at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, his appearance alone would be enough to give anyone the heebie-jeebies. His face is covered in small brown scar-like nicks. He has a nubby little nose, beady black eyes, and a malevolent smirk. He's dressed in a child sailor suit that is widely believed to have once been worn by the doll's original owner. Robert was gifted to a young boy in Key West who went by the name Jean, but his full name is Robert Eugene Otto. His grandfather purchased the doll during a trip to Germany from the Steiff Company who is known for helping create the teddy bear. However, this account of the doll's origin is somewhat debated among the locals. Some would claim that the doll was given to the young boy by one of the family's maids who hexed it with a voodoo curse in retaliation for being dismissed. Jean was very attached to Robert and the two became constant companions. It is said that Jean would often be heard in his bedroom playing with Robert and having conversations in two entirely different voices. Furthermore, whenever mishaps would occur, Gene would blame the doll. The Otto family would grow weary of Robert's antics and eventually banish him to the attic.
0: Well, that's rude.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. However, it's claimed that the family would frequently still hear unexplainable footsteps and giggling coming from the upstairs portion of the house. It is also claimed that the aunt who banished him to the attic died the very same night he was put there. As an adult... Jean became an artist and eventually married. He also kept Robert propped up next to a window in the turret room of his house. School children feared walking by the home, claiming that the doll would appear and disappear from the window and glare at them menacingly. Robert's presence made Jean's wife uneasy, and one day while Jean was out she decidedly had had enough of Robert's unsettling glare and returned him to the attic. When Jean came home, he was displeased with what she had done and promptly returned Robert to the window. Jean himself would eventually grow tired of Robert's antics and eventually put him back into the attic. And again, guests would often comment on hearing footsteps and giggles coming from the upstairs. Eventually, they would all stop visiting the home. Jean died in 1972 and his wife promptly sold the home, leaving Robert behind in the attic for the next family to find. That family's 10-year-old daughter found him and brought him to her bedroom. Soon after, the child began screaming out in the night, claiming that the doll would move about the room and attack her. Sometime later, Robert was donated to the Fort East Martello Museum, where his antics are said to continue to this day. Visitors, who had disrespected the doll and took pictures without asking his permission first, claimed to later experience bizarre misfortunes of all sorts. Some misfortunes include car accidents, breakups, and job loss. Many. Blame the curse of Robert the doll. Letters began to pour into the museum from all over the world, filled with apologies to the doll and begging its forgiveness in hopes of lifting its curse. Many of these letters are on display with Robert, and those who wish to take Robert's photo now ask permission first, although he has never actually been seen responding one way or the other to the requests. So now I got a related side story if you want to hear it. Yeah. So this is one it's about Ozzy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. During a show called Ozzy and Jack's World Detour, Ozzy Osborne blew up a replica of Robert the doll with a water cannon. And since then, Ozzy has had a string of numerous health problems that included pneumonia, surgery, and diagnosed with Parkinson's, to which he blames the doll. In a later show called The Osbournes Want to Believe, a show where Jack shows Ozzy and Sharon several clips of supernatural activity and gets their responses on what they witnessed, in one episode, Jack confronts Ozzy with Robert the doll, and Ozzy threw it to the ground shouting, Not him again! <laughs> And then he adds, You think it's a fucking joke? It's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I really want to see that.
0: Let's go back to the to his wife. If you know something is haunted and you're just like, fuck it, let's just leave it for someone else. That's pretty fucking rude. Yeah.
1: That's kind of <laughs> I mean kind of a crappy thing to do.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's let's, you know, get rid of it, destroy it. No, just leave it in the attic Don't for somebody it. else, find it and fuck It's their problem. Freaking rude ass.
1: Mm-hmm. Not my problem. We'll leave it for the next person. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, is Robert based on Chucky?
1: Yeah, I, I was reading about that. That is where uh, Child's Play was based off of.
0: Awesome. That's a good movie.
1: Yeah. One of it's my been favorites. a while since I've seen it, but yeah. One of my favorites is classic.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are new here, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode. Help spread the word by telling your friends, your family, or even tell that weird guy you know.
1: You know a weird guy, Krista? Yeah, you.
0: Oh, why do I gotta be the weird guy?
1: You're always the weird guy. That's true. See ya!